Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,986. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Concord in the Hills. It takes place on Saturday, February 12th in beautiful Fountain Hills, Arizona. With over 1,000 cars, this is the first event in the new year that you don't want to miss. You can learn more at concordinthehills.org. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. That's right, I'm still in Scottsdale, Arizona this week with a very special guest by the name of Larry Smith. Larry, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am totally ready. All right, we're going to have some fun. I've got to say thank you so much for what you do and for having me on the show. I I, I think that your, your your whole program is just incredible. Well, thanks, Larry. I really appreciate that. Happy to be here. Well, that's great. Well, we're happy to have you too. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, and we, we talk a little bit about you and we talk about some of the cool things you're doing and, of course, the Concord in the Hills. Hey, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Larry? Well, you know, uh, I'm an open book, but I guess one of the things is that I'm an avid gardener, which is kind of 180 degrees away from being a car person. Yeah, that, that's that, that's probably one thing. And I'm, I'm also a, a wannabe architect. Oh, really? That was something I was really interested in in high school. And unfortunately, I was probably because I was so into cars, I was also a very bad student. Those two <laughs> things seem to go hand in hand. And, Sometimes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Yeah. At least they did when I was in high school. And, um, of course, you know, that didn't help any uh, chance of getting in, you know, to some kind of a, a college that would lead me into a, a career in architecture, which is probably good because I think I made a lot more money in the car business. Yeah. You know, my father was an architect. It's a tough business. And while it's very uh, fun and rewarding from a design standpoint, it is a challenging business in many ways. Now, not to say there aren't some architects, and I've got some close friends that are architects that are doing quite well, but yeah, it's a tough one. But that's a cool combination. And I share that a little bit with you. I like to get up from my desk and go out to my yard and work in the garden. It's kind of nice to turn the earth and be around plants. It's it's a whole different environment. Get away from some of the craziness that's online and so forth. In fact, one of the things I'm thinking about taking up is bonsai. Oh, yeah. yeah, doing these these beautiful bonsai small trees and things like that. So I've been watching some interesting YouTube videos. So my wife says, yeah, you need to do something that kind of gets you away from the computer and kind of get, get you zenned out a little bit. But is that what gardening does for you is you get a little zen going? Yeah, it, it it does. And I mean, it's very relaxing and, you know, it, it teaches you patience because things take time to grow. Yeah. I've started doing a lot of grafting and propagation of cactus. Oh, wow. It's, it's not that difficult, but, you know, at our place in Scottsdale, I mean, there's probably 500 uh, cacti plants that I've started from cuttings. And we have, I think, 
One day when I was pruning roses, I decided to count them. And we had 126 rose bushes. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's really a back-breaking job is <laughs> yeah. properly pruning your roses. But yeah. it pays off. Well, it sounds beautiful. I got to come and visit your garden there and see what you got. I love cactus. Uh, all the different varieties are quite interesting, roses and so forth. So that sounds like a very good way to zen out and uh, uh, learn patience. Yeah, because plants take time. Let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into what you're up to. Larry Smith is the founding chairman of the newly formed Henry Ford Drivers Club and a chairman at the Concord in the Hills. He's a judge at numerous prestigious Concord events, including Amelia Island Concord, Meadowbrook, the Louis Vuitton in Paris and London, automotive art at Pebble Beach, and many others. He's also the owner of several major award-winning automobiles. His collection theme is what he calls what Larry likes. And a few of his favorites are a 1936 Stout Scarab and a 1936 Hoffman X8. Very interesting cars. He was the founder of Autometric Collision, a company he started with seed money from the sale of an old Bentley when he was only 23 years old. That business grew to nine locations in the metro Detroit area with over 160 employees. He sold that business six years ago to a national company, and now he gets to play with cars, apparently with rose bushes, and with cacti. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more, but first of word from our valued sponsor so give them a little love and we'll be right back i love covercraft's new five layer all climate cover it was developed and engineered for anything mother nature can throw our way it's very soft breathable and easy to store and pampers your paint and interior surfaces providing maximum uv rain dust and snow protection add their gust guards for windy conditions for extra protection their five layer all climate cover is custom tailored with covercraft's attention to detail form and fit with a quality and attention that's been their standard since 1965 covercraft protects cars trucks motorcycles rvs trailers and watercraft too every one of my vehicles is protected by a covercraft cover and i have a deal for you use the code yeah 21 at covercraft.com and you'll get 10 percent off your covercraft order plus free shipping that's right 10 percent off and free shipping just type in the word yeah y-e-a-h 21 at checkout yeah 21 at covercraft.com covercraft protecting the things that move you Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. 
So, Larry, uh, let's dive a little deeper into your life. I'd love to learn a little bit about your business before we talk about Concord in the Hills, because you worked in the automotive collision business. Can you give us kind of a brief rundown on how Autometric came to be and uh, how you turned that into a successful business? Sure. I was uh, in high school. I worked at a Triumph Fiat dealer. As I started out as a porter, sweeping the floor, and kind of worked my way into, you know, doing small mechanical things. And that led to eventually being one of the, you know, full-fledged mechanics at this little tiny dealership in a very bad part of Detroit. And all the while I was doing that, I was doing body work on my my own cars, uh, you know, buying something, painting it, making it look pretty, selling it, moving on to the next one. And it, it got to the point where I got pretty proficient at it. And the neighborhood that this dealership was located in, I mean, I, I was pretty much scared to go to work. And finally, when I was 23, I found a building in a town called Centerline. Uh, Centerline is a town, a little square mile city that's located in the middle of Warren. And in the mid-70s, so that was when people were finding Toyotas and Datsuns and, you know, flipping them over on their roofs. And it was a big Buy American uh, movement going on. So if, if you would have picked a spot and said, where's the worst place to open an import auto <laughs> uh, repair facility, Centerline would have been someplace close to the top of that list. But anyway, I started, I worked hard, you know, seven days a week. My dog didn't even know who I was. Uh, my girlfriend left me, uh, which was probably a blessing. And, uh, you know, it, the, it just kept, the, you know, the, the company kept growing and growing. And, you know, my dad always taught me, give 110%. Just give a little more than what the customer is, you know, uh, expecting or hoping for. And, and, and it worked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's it's a really wonderful story, and it's a testament to hard work and that you can do things even when you've got some odds against you. And I'm really proud of what you did. It's awesome. And it's provided you now with a very fun life to get to surround yourself with cars. I want to fast forward to this pretty new deal you put together, Henry Ford Drivers Club. Tell us about what that's all about. Well, you know, it, it's a club. It, you know, it actually started... There's a, a person I know you know well, Bruce Meyer. Yes. I've been a member of the Checker Flag 200 group, which now has, I think, 600 members or, six, or over 600 members. And like many people that love cars, they're very good friends with Bruce. Yep. And yeah. um, He's got a lot of car buddies. He, he does. And, and, you know, he ended up becoming a trustee for the Henry Ford Museum. And, you know, I had tried to get Bruce to start a checkered flag East group because there's so much fun, you know, going on these trips and doing all this stuff. So a couple of years into his involvement with the Henry Ford Museum, he brought it up to the, the, the rest of the board and they thought it was a good idea. And he said, well, look, I, you know, I've got just the guy to run it. And of course, I didn't know what was going on. And Bruce contacted me and he says, hey, I, I, I have a new job for you. And I said, no, you got, I don't want a new job. Yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so so we sort of kicked this thing off uh, just a couple months before COVID hit. Mm. And, you know, I mean, it, it's been one cancellation after another. Yeah. You know, we, we had a fabulous trip planned. Um, 
you know, here in Scottsdale, uh, we were going to visit about 15 collections. This was this past October. And we had so many people drop out, we had to cancel it. In spite of the restrictions we've had and the handcuffs, basically, that, you know, have been around our wrists, we've st- still gotten the thing off the ground pretty good. So, Well, you got a cool deal that you're doing virtually, too, under the hood with Matt Anderson. Matt's been a guest here on the show. He's the curator of transportation there at the Henry Ford. So you kind of figured out a few ways around this deal. Yeah, and, and Matt, Matt is incredible. I mean, uh, you know, I thought I knew a lot about cars. I <laughs> yeah. know nothing compared to that guy. Yeah. My goodness. He's a library. <laughs> He's a library. Well, let's talk about Concord in the Hills, because that's why I have you on the show today. You're involved in this event. Peter was a guest on the show just yesterday, I guess it was, Monday. And he's corralled you, just like Bruce corralled you, uh, to get involved with some things. But, you know, that's what us car people do. We help others out. And this is a wonderful event. Tell me about your role there at Concord in the Hills. Honestly, I haven't done much. I mean, I've I've given Peter some ideas, things that I've learned through the years. But Peter is the chairman. I mean, Peter is the driving force. He works 365 days a year on that show. I've got to hand it to him. It really, really, you know, it's it's his baby, and it's it's been incredible. It's very popular. I think that the registration right now is over 600 cars. We've broken the you know the sponsorship record. There's going to be helicopters there. Yeah, and I probably the number of visitors will be close to 30,000, and it's a free show. There's uh, sponsorship opportunities, and there's a small charge that people pay to put their car in the show. And a lot of people, you know, will go beyond what we ask for, which is really good because all the money goes to Children's Hospital. We're going to talk about Children's in a little bit because I want to bring that up again. It's a really worthy cause and these Concord events around the world always have a charity aspect of them. Let me ask you to share your opinion of what the environment's like at this Concord because it's got a beautiful, unique setting. It's in the grass, the rolling hills. I think it's got a world record tall fountain that goes off every hour. Yes. Tell us about your experience with with this Concours and why it's a great one, especially to start the new year for people to go attend. You know, it's uh, it, the, the setting couldn't be any better. I mean, well, may, may, maybe if there was an ocean involved, it might yeah, be a little better. Like a pebble, but, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's really pretty. Everybody's in a good mood. There's food vendors scattered all over, great cars, and the passion that you feel there from the exhibitors is second to none. It's not all a bunch of expensive cars. There's a lot of car clubs that show up. But on the other hand, there'll be be cars that are worth $20 million. So there's really something for everybody. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be wonderful. Peter shared the different uh, groupings of cars, European, domestic, Asian, race cars, uh, off-road. I know my guest tomorrow on the show is going to be your buddy, Jim, who manages the race car section. He's going to share some incredible cars you're going to have. And of course, what car shows are all about is the people and people coming back together. And if anything we've learned from the last two years of this uh, horrible pandemic situation is these car shows are really, it's more about the people almost in the cars in some ways, right? Mark, I'm glad you bring that up because that's what the whole car hobby is about, is, is about the people, you know, the, the relationships, the friendships. The cars are great, but the people are greater. Yeah, it's every time I go to a car show, I see people that I really have not even seen, maybe I haven't communicated with for a year, but we're instant 
friends. And with what I do, I've got so many friends now around the world from uh, interviewing almost 2000 people is that's a fun aspect for me too, because I get to meet people who've been guests on my show, get to reconnect with them, talk to them and uh, have them share their expertise. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about two of the cars that I mentioned that are in your stable, uh, a Stout Scarab and a Hoffman X8, both 1936 cars. Now, when I first saw this, I went, Okay, I'm trying to think. I mean, I know Scarabs. I know thinking about Scarab race cars. Tell me a little bit about, first of all, the Stout Scarab. Well, there was a fellow's name was Bill Stout. Bill, or Mr. Stout, was basically, he was in the uh, airplane design business. Um, his claim to fame, you know, aside from the car, was to develop the concept of a three-engined aircraft. And he didn't design the Ford Trimotor, but it was it was his um, his idea that led to that design, which really revolutionized air travel with both speed and and range. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, he was an inventor, and you know, he wrote a couple books. And I mean, you know, the guy the guy was very talented. He was an engineer, obviously, but he was also a really good salesman. And when he raised money, he would go to wealthy people that he knew and and he'd say, I guarantee you, you're not going to make anything, but I need $5,000. His <laughs> personality really led him to get a lot of people to invest money who probably lost it all. But, you know, they, for whatever reason, thought it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in, in the early 30s, he decided, you know, to build a car and the Stealth Scarab has a Ford V8 in the rear, a flathead V8 in the rear it has slab sides which if you look at cars that were typical in that era they all had fenders most of them had running boards even though running boards were just sort of starting to go away mm-hmm. you know in the mid 30s and putting the engine in the rear was just unheard of sure it was very innovative and whether you like it or not as far as the design it's unusual oh yeah yeah you think it looks like an airplane without wings yeah you know, well, it, it, that's the whole idea it looks like an airplane fuselage but yeah. when you're a guy designing airplanes of course <laughs> Well, and the axle is so far forward on this thing. It's almost like a Volkswagen bus in the front. And I say that very loosely, but when you think about where the axle is and where the front of this thing is, and then the swoopy back end, you listeners need to type into your Google search bar, 1936 Stout Scarab. And if you've never seen one of these, I've had the luxury of seeing one in person, but if you've never seen one, you'll go, what? Yeah. <laughs> and the and the inside is a, kind of like an old-fashioned airplane almost or camper of some kind it's it's just incredible incredible car and i've got a great picture on uh larry shono's page on the cars yeah website of him get with one of these vehicles so you got to go check it out tell us about the hoffman x8 now there's another one that i had to go and and look into and go okay now i know what he's talking about yeah that that car was for first of all very little is known about Hoffman. He was an engineer, you know, same time period that uh, Stelt was active with automobiles. He was commissioned to build a car by the Fisher brothers. Two of the Fisher brothers, after they had sold to General Motors, uh, wanted to own a car manufacturing company and they were going to buy Hudson. And they wanted to, you know, have some very innovative 
car after this transaction took place that would really kind of get the world's attention, not just in the United States, but also in the European market. And they commissioned uh, Hoffman to build this car that had an X8 engine. And if you can imagine, it's it's liquid cool, but if you can imagine four Harley motors, you know, two on the top, two on the bottom, sharing, sharing one crankshaft, that's the configuration of the motor. Is that a Ford-developed engine? No, no, no. Henry Ford did do some X, you know, configured motors. He did okay. one eight-cylinder, never made it into a car, and then he toyed with a couple of four-cylinder X-configured motors and, and just for whatever reason gave up on it. Yeah, Myron Vernis, who's been a guest here on the show, uh, has got <laughs> one of these cars. I think he had it on the No, motor. no, no. No? No. Yeah, I, have, I, I talked Myron out of the car oh, you did? four or five years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Mark, there's only one Hoffman X8. This is it. The, oh, okay. And that car, it was, it was owned... Uh, obviously by uh, Hoffman, he donated it to, um, oh, God, what's, uh, Brooke Stevens in the early 60s. Oh, and right. was in the Brooke Stevens Museum until after Brooke Stevens died. Um, Myron um, knew the family and somehow talked them out of it. Myron had it, did some work on it. Um, I know he had it at Pebble Beach and a few other shows. And, you know, I, I kept telling Myron, I said, listen, I said, this has to be next to the Stout Scarab. I said, you know that. And he said, yes, okay, sell me the Stout Scarab. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 you, you got this wrong. So anyway, I, Myron ended up giving in before I gave in. And um, we made a deal and I bought the car and we put it back to its original color, which was kind of a gray. Mm. Myron, Myron had a blue, Brooke Stevens had painted it blue like. Okay, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the same car I was thinking of. Okay, that makes sense now. That's why I had his name associated with that car and the blue car. And yeah, well, it's, yeah. I'll tell you again, listeners, you got to look this up. It's again, stunning rear engine, very unique vehicle. So I see a little trend in Larry's life here. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're talking more about some fun cars. So sit tight. We'll be right back. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. The most important lesson I've learned after interviewing nearly 2,000 people is that we are at our best when we help others. Cars Yeah! is all about inspiring automotive enthusiasts and helping others to be successful. In 2022, my charities of choice are Tech Force Foundation and RPM Foundation. Both are groups of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down 
from generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. TechForce Foundation is dedicated to solving the technical shortage that threatens the transportation industry today by providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession. Learn more about these groups at RPM Foundation and TechForce Foundation today. So we're back. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, <laughs> seems like we already did this, a really special vehicle in your past because, man, you've had some interesting, interesting cars. Is there one that's different than the two cars we just talked about that really stands out for you? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Am I digging deep into a, a deep mire here? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, 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 I mean, I, I, I have a, another one-off car a 1937 Graham that has a warbluff, you know, coach built body, uh-huh. which is pretty unusual. I mean, it's more of one, so that's about as rare as they can get. No kidding. I have a lot of cars. I, I mean, I, I can't say I have a favorite. It depends on the day and the purpose. Of course. Well, yeah, I understand. No, I understand. I, I've known a lot of people that have very interesting eclectic. We mentioned Myron, of course. He's one of the kings of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but your cars are really, really different. Very, very unique and very fun. And I would assume that you drive all your vehicles. They're, they're cars I you do. use? I do. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I think I'm in the, you know, up in the, the 60 some odd, um, some odd cars right now. So it, wow. You know, the more you have, the harder it is to pay attention to all of them. And <laughs> of course. I, I used to have a rule that I would use one tank of gas per car per year. And I did that for a number of years and it was fine. But the more cars you have, it's really hard to do that. <laughs> no you know? kidding. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd be no kidding. Driving all day long. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you're preserving some very, very unique and rare cars because that's what we it's what we need to do with these vehicles, so that when you take them to car shows, especially young people can go. That was a car people actually drove around. I mean, I can never see anything like that. And your cars are right up that alley. I'm going to crawl into your skull a little bit, okay? I'm going to be your car psychologist today here, Larry. <laughs> Good luck. If you were a vehicle. What would you be, but more importantly, why? Oh boy! I mean, it's 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 hard to think of myself as a vehicle. But well, okay. If I was I was born in 1951, so if I was a vehicle, I would probably have to be something that was made in okay. 1951. That makes if that sense. makes sense. Of course. And one of my favorite 1951 cars would be a Jaguar XK120. Ooh, okay. They're beautiful. You know, they can pretty much keep up. With traffic, I don't know if I, I own one, so I, you know, I, I drive it a lot back in Michigan, but it keeps up with traffic it, and it can almost stop as well as traffic needs it to stop. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's always a factor. Brakes, I mean, it's one thing to go, it's another thing, you know, especially if you're driving with a bunch of idiots, which <laughs> seems to be uh, kind of common these days, you know, with normal traffic, rush hour, or whatever. I mean, I try not to drive my collector cars, you know, during rush hour, but. Sure. You know, sometimes you can't help it, of course. But yeah, I, I would say probably um, the XK120. I, I think they're just absolutely gorgeous. They were way ahead of their time. They were really a hyper car of, of, it, of the era. You yeah, know? beautiful. I like it. Nice choice. Nice answer to that question. Is there a great book you'd like to share with our listeners today that you've enjoyed reading? Yeah, you, you, you had mentioned that. Uh, there's actually two. One is, is a, a kind of a business book, business book that, that, I mean, I think can help every aspect of anybody's life. 
It's by Brian Tracy. It's called No Excuses. It's been around for a while. Another book that uh, an automotive book is Faster by Neil Bascom. Yeah, Neil's been a guest here on the show when that book came out. That's an awesome book. I love that book. Yeah, it, it, it was, I mean, I couldn't put the thing down, honest to God. I mean, it was just, you know, there's parts of that book that you, you just, you, you can't stop reading. It's so exciting. You just felt like you were there. Two great books you've shared with us today. You know, I wanted to make sure we touch on, I alluded to it earlier, uh, this wonderful cause that the Concord on the Hills has raised over $300,000 to support, and that's Phoenix Children's Hospital. Could you share a little bit of why you feel that's important for a, any Concord, but for this Concord to raise money for such a worthy cause? It's just, as well, as you no doubt know with, you know, Peter's history, uh, Peter had cancer as a child, and... yeah. Thank God he, you know, overcame everything. And I mean, this guy, he, he, he runs like 15 miles a day. The guy's like Superman, <laughs> but he is just, I, I think the guy's incredible. I think he's doing such a great job with the show. And of course, you know, Children's Hospital is such a fabulous organization. You know, when you, you look at a child that has a health problem, it, it, it's devastating. Terrible. I mean, you know, yeah. kids don't deserve that. They they mm. deserve, you know, to have a good, healthy life like like most people have. And not everybody gets dealt the same hand, obviously. But you know, it's just it, it's a great. I think it's a great charity. I really do. It is, and you know, the organization over the years. This is the eighth show for the Concord in the Hills. They've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, a huge amount they've raised this year for Phoenix. Children's Hospital. So super worthy cause. Uh, it's great. And the fact that this event is free to attend. I know if you are showing a car there, you have to write a check. And I'm, I know a lot of the people write maybe bigger checks than they have to, to help this cause. So I would encourage, uh, you know, listeners, it, one thing I've learned interviewing so many great people, what I like to call inspiring automotive people is we're at our best when we help people. If, if you don't have a charity of choice for the year, pick one. It doesn't have to be Children's Hospital, but pick one and Give as much as you can. I guarantee you, it'll make you feel really good. Uh, and it's a worthy cause. But helping children who are ill is absolutely magic. Now, speaking of magic, I have the magic bil- ability to allow you to do something kind of fun. Now, you've done this a lot when you got as many cool cars as you have. But I want to see where you go with this. And it's not going to be in a car you own. I'm going to let you have any car in the world that you don't own. So you can pick any car. I'm going to write the check for it. I'll be your benefactor today. You get to be driving anywhere. And the, here's the fun part. You get to be with anybody living or deceased. So if you had to pick just one ultimate drive for maybe just this week, what does it look like for you, Larry? Well, you know, okay. There's going to be two parts of this. Okay. If you're, if you're buying me a car, Okay, I want you to buy me an Alpha 8C2900. <laughs> of course you do. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, you know get the big checkbook out. Yeah, the I'm golfer's check. I'm not going to be check. particular about the color. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, gee, thanks a lot, pal. <laughs> so as far as the 8C, that is the car that I hope you're going to buy me, and I really appreciate that. But there's actually two parts because the person that I would want to take that drive with is probably not a person I want to put in the Alpha. So I'm going to pick another car. And the car is going to be electric because electric cars are quiet. And I never want to miss a word from this person. The car is going to be a Mustang 
Mac E. Okay. Okay. Yep. And the person is Henry Ford. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, of course. I kind of figured to be Ford for you, given <laughs> what you're up to. So, yeah. So now we could talk for a whole nother show about that conversation. But if you were going to ask him one question that wouldn't rely on a three-hour answer, what would be one quick question you would ask Henry? Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think I could. I, I don't. I'm, I, I'm not sure I can narrow it down to one question. <laughs> I, I, I don't, mean, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't blame you. And and you know, of course, it would have it would have to depend on if he really knew what was going on in today's world, opposed to the world that he lived in. Yeah, wouldn't it be incredible to take him to a Concorde event and walk him around and show him? like the new Ford GT or some of the Ford race cars, or I, you know, he'd probably just pass out from overload. <laughs> I, like, I think he would. I think he would. Yeah. Any of us would, if we were brought into the future. Well, that's a great answer to that question, my friend, that would be very, very cool. And I'll tell you, Henry Ford is probably one of the most common answers to that question. And of really? course it's because of his prowess and because of cars and, and just the fact that he really kind of, I mean, there's plenty of people before him that were doing cars, but he really got us all able to drive and enjoy automobiles. So yeah, I think that's very, very cool. So you've taken us on a really fun ride today, my friend. I wanted to know if you have maybe a parting word of wisdom or advice for our listeners out there today. Well, yeah, for, for, for the, for the car people, I would advise everybody, I mean, buy the best. Okay. But don't save it for the next guy because all (laughs) The next guy means either you got a divorce or you died. And you, know, <laughs> I, you don't it, want to do either of those. Yeah. yeah, I, You know, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be in either one of those categories either, but you know, you see so many people with these cars that, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're uh, 17 years old and they've got, you know, 422 miles on them. Those were made to be driven, not to be invested in. I mean, if if you buy a car and it goes up in value, wow, that's a bonus. But buy the car because you love it and use it. That's my advice. Great advice. I've heard that from many people. I need to heed more of that advice with my collector car. Uh, absolutely go out and enjoy it. And I've, I've said this to my wife as I've sold cars that I haven't driven as much as I should have. Why did I save it for that guy? Uh-huh. There you go. Listeners, you can learn more about Concord in the Hills at ConcordInTheHills.org. I encourage you, you know what? It's time to get out and enjoy people and cars. And this would be a great first event for anybody. Beautiful Arizona. It's wonderful that that time of year, February, which is coming up pretty quick here. Before you know it, it's going to be February, about a month from now. It'll be Saturday, February 12th in beautiful Fountain Hills. You can go up and say hello to Larry, and I'll bet you he'll tell you some cool things about cars like he has us today. Larry, thank you for spending some time with me, for sharing your expertise and and your love for cars. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you at the Concord in the Hills. Yeah, Mark, thank you so much. You have a great show and I wish you nothing but continued success. Oh, thank you, my friend. This was great fun. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. 
ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.